good morning good morning welcome back to honey sugar ic brought to you by your host elizabeth that would be me um today before we start this episode i want to make a dedication so this episode is dedicated to the life legacy and memory of the one and only deacon ivan l maddox um today makes a year that he has been absent from the body but present with the lord and he is truly missed so i do want to dedicate this episode to him this episode is actually uh inspired by him and one of the many 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 things that he used to say um for those who are aware of deacon maddox deke Uncle Dick, as I called him, um, he's always say when we got ready to do things that we gonna make it do what it do, and that's been um, sitting heavy in my spirit yesterday and today. So I want to talk about that because in conjunction with that, I'm also gonna talk about the plight of the single parent, not just you know the single mother or the single father, and I can't really talk about the plight of the single father because I'm not one. But the single parent, the real parents, you know, because we do exactly that. We make it do what it do. You know, we have sleepless nights. It's days when we go without eating. Days when we don't know how we're going to make it, how we're going to buy school clothes, how we're going to get shoes for the kids, you know, make it to work, make it to extracurricular activities, um, how we're going to co-parent effectively and cohesively with the other people that we made these children with but above all else you know every day somehow some way we always make it do what it do you know speaking from my perspective you know i am a full-time and i do say full-time 369 75,000 days a year 2700 hours in a day you know i do this on a regular basis every day all day for both of my babies um i do have two little girls and they are the light of my life but there are some days where i sit and i look at them and i'm like somebody really thought that it was a good idea to let me be somebody's mama somebody thought that i could really do this you know so in those moments, it's like I'm more than likely probably faced with paying bills or paying tuition for their school, dealing with one of their fathers, um, one more so than the other, trying to make things happen for them, make sure they make it to dance practice and dance tuition is paid and one may want to play soccer in conjunction with dancing and one may want to do karate or they both want to do karate and they both want to do dance, you know, and mama only goes so far because while i'm trying to make a way and make things do what they do you know i'm still faced with having to go to work to provide these things for them to provide the money for them you know i was reading something earlier today where it's like the as a mother there's always a conundrum it's always a double-edged sword if you're a stay-at-home mom you're blamed and you're looked down upon because you're not leaving the house to go to work and people are wondering if you do have 
a spouse or someone helping you how does your household float on one income you know if you go to work is well the kids are only kids one time you're missing out on this and you're missing out on that and somebody else is bonding with your kids you know if you breastfeed and i was one that breastfed so this one hit me kind of hard but if you breastfeed and you're not producing enough then your kids are allegedly not thriving and they're not as plump as all of the um the meal mix kids um i said meal mix i sound like my grandmama um <laughs> uh what is that stuff called um uh, formula 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 i'm sorry so yeah if you breastfeed your kids and you don't produce enough then your your kids aren't thriving and they're not as healthy as they would be if you feed them formula if you feed them formula then you're being lazy because you should be breastfeeding you know with a single mother it's always something you know we're we're either not doing enough or we're doing too much if we're trying to protect them and trying to teach them and making sure they do their schoolwork and making sure they know not to talk to strangers and you know you can't sit on everybody's lap and hug people from the side and make sure you have on socks when you're in front of men that aren't family related and when you are in some cases you know we're helicopter moms but if we freestyle it we just letting the kids do what they want to do so it's always the double-edged sword yet and still we have to make it do what it do you know um i am part of a large group of single parents and again i am going to say single parents because again it's not just single mothers anymore there are some single fathers like i know several single fathers who are raising their children alone with minimal to no help from their children's mothers um i know personally that these men are absolutely great fathers and they go above and beyond and just like with a single mom when things get hard they have to figure it out they make it do what it do they they come up with nothing they make a dollar stretch for two three weeks or they make a dime multiply into a hundred dollars you know they find ways to keep the lights on and to keep the mortgage paid and car insurance and everything else that has to go on they find a way to do these things and it's not easy you know i don't feel personally like you should have to you should have to be the only person taking care of these kids r kelly made a song back in the day and for those of y'all that got issues with r kelly that's y'all issues i said what i said r kelly made a song back in the day said he was going half on the baby well the problem is you go half on the baby but now it's one person that's got to take care of the whole baby like where's my other half where's the child's other half it's not fair to the parent and it's not fair to the child but the parent that's there has to deal with the child's attitude you know the child missing the other parent if the if the other parent is there you know they have asked or have do the things that they're supposed to do because they know that the custodial parent the predominant parent the real parent is gonna do what needs to be done to make sure that this child has what they need and some of the things that they want that they can provide you know they make sure that these kids don't go hungry whether the parent eats or not they make sure that the kids make it to extracurricular activities birthday parties you know that they can do the things that they want to do we sacrifice and i say we because again i am part of this group we sacrifice the things that we want to do and i don't say sacrifice in a negative way because these are our babies these are our heartstrings these are you know 
And a lot of cases, our reason for getting up in the morning, our reason for not being suicidal, our reason for not committing suicide, our reasons for not committing homicides, they are our reason for doing the things that we do. But again, it's still not fair that it took two people to make this child physically on this side of earth, but only one person is physically responsible for this child. Only one person has to deal with everything else that comes with this child you know sleepless nights because they're sick or sleepless nights because they waited to the last minute to tell you that they got a project due and it's 75 percent of their final grade or you know they just can't sleep so they're up pacing the floors or like my oldest daughter she is sleeping and she's sleepwalking it's it's not fair that we have to come up with money for their hair and they're this and they're that and their likes and their dislikes or if they're allergic to something we got to come up with extra antibiotic money we got to make another trip to the doctor outside of their annual visits we got to take time off work when they get sick at school because again not in all cases do we have that support system or at least a support system close by that we trust with our kids you know in today's times you can't trust everybody with your kids even down to your own family you leave detailed instructions on what you want them to do with your child and they still say oh well i'm gonna do what i want to do they'll be all right they'll be alive when you get back and it gets frustrating because it's like if i wanted you to do what i wanted you to do or what you wanted to do with my child i would not have left detailed instructions i would not have told you hey my child is allergic to cheese they can't um they can't eat cheese because it causes them gastrointestinal issues and i apologize for the background noise but i'm over here off the low in Folsom county so you know they don't pave their streets but um again they don't they don't listen and and that's something that's that's really really big with me you know i love my kids with my utmost i thank god for my kids on a daily basis you know sometimes i just look at them and i'm like god thank you because you knew that i needed them you know um for the longest time i actually didn't think i could have kids and that's another episode for another day but i didn't think i could have kids so when my first child came along and she actually stuck and stayed i was like I ain't pregnant. I ain't finna tell nobody. You know, whatever, whatever. Um, and again, that's another story for another day too. But we gonna focus on what we focused on. So, I'm I'm looking at this child and I'm I'm going through this process with this child and I'm like, okay, this is not it, it's not real. But then it was. You know, she cried and she needed diapers and she needed love and she couldn't fend for herself and she couldn't she wasn't responsible for herself she wasn't what's the word um she wasn't self-sufficient that's the word she wasn't self-sufficient she had no autonomy over herself other than what i was able to provide for her you know she didn't know anything other than what i and her other parent at the time taught her so it's like wow like okay you know my second baby that's again another story for another day but it was still a situation to where I'm like, wow, I'm not, I'm not pregnant or whatever the case may be. Um, I was in a lot of denial with that child. Lord have mercy, I was in denial. But she's here. She's a blessing. Um, she was meant to be. Couldn't see my life right now any other way without her. Because 
again that's another part of my heart it's it's another one of those blessings that god knew that i needed because without her um things would be a lot a lot a lot different i say all that to say again when you are a single parent whether it's of one child of two children of five or 15 if it was somebody else that helped you make those kids you shouldn't have to make it do what it do by yourself you should not be responsible by yourself now i'm not saying this to bash anybody and i want to go ahead and put that disclaimer out there i want to say that i'm not saying what i'm saying to bash anybody and again i am reiterating that all opinions and thoughts that are expressed in this podcast are solely and completely my opinions and my thoughts if you choose the one to challenge me on them you can that's your business but these are still my thoughts these are still my feelings so i don't feel that you should have to be solely responsible for a child that you did not create on your own um it's a lot that goes with it so welcome back to honey sugar iced tea with your host elizabeth that's me this is part two of make it do what it do i do apologize because i had some technical difficulties so before i was rudely interrupted by technology what i was saying was i don't think it is entirely fair that you should be solely responsible for a child that you did not create solely on your own now i do feel like if you are solely responsible and you are the primary um, provider caregiver caretaker or whatever word you choose to put in front of it if you're the primary parent the one that's up at night the one that's there in the morning the one that literally makes things happen then i don't feel like the non-custodial parent or the half-assed parent should be able to interfere um i don't feel like their opinion and raising and rearing the child is a hundred percent important i feel like your input is only as valuable as your actions and if your actions are not up to par if they're not a hundred percent if they're not what and where they need to be for the benefit of the child not the benefit of the parent that's taking care of the child which would be nice but in most cases it's not and that's not what happens if it's not if your action is not for the benefit of the child and what's best for the child then i don't feel like you really should be able to partake um example you have parent a and parent b parent a bust their behind daily to make sure that the children have what they need clothes shoes extracurricular activities you know they can go to karate they can go to swim whatever it is that the kids like to do um and parent a goes without parent a may miss a couple of meals parent a may be walking around with you know holes in their shoes or in their clothes or maybe not necessarily holes in their shoes but you know they walked off the soles of their shoes for the sake of working and taking care of their kids you know they don't buy that bottle of wine or go get that lineup the way that they need to or you know whatever it is that that parent's vice is they don't do that because they know that that money that they're spending on themselves would be better spent going toward their kid whether it's 
directly to the kid for clothes or supplies or activities or it's indirectly going towards the kid for lights gas water rent car insurance car note parent b is a narcissist parent b only does for the child for the benefit of what others think they look like as a parent how others view them as a parent in that child's life um almost like a trophy in a sense they they treat the child like a trophy they do the bare minimum behind closed doors but for the gram for the book for the top and i don't even know if that's right because i don't have tiktok but y'all know what i'm trying to say they do things for quote-unquote publicity um they do things in a way to where it doesn't have anything to do with the child but is more so focused on the other parent the primary parent parent a they do things in a way to i guess try to aggravate or get it well not maybe not aggravate is the word but they try to get a reaction out of parent a but it comes off negative it's negative for parent a because they really don't have time for it and they don't care but it's also negative for the child because the child is getting falsely boosted up like parent b is blowing smoke up the child's behind for the sake of oh i'm this or i'm that or you know i'm mother of the year i'm father of the year when they're really doing it they're attention seeking they're being a parent for attention seeking purposes that's exactly what it is they are being a parent or attempting to pretend to be a parent for attention seeking purposes as a matter of fact parent b is is it michael myers the one from jason that's him right i don't know or would it be the guy from scream you know what parent b is the clown from it that's exactly what it is parent b is the clown is, is the clown from it now i'm not gonna sit up here and say the parent a goes without fault and they're an angel because by no means are they but they are the one that is doing what is necessary they are doing what it takes to make it do what it do they are the makers of the make and the doers of the doing i feel like i just sounded like he's cliff huxable right there but y'all know what i'm again you know what i'm trying to say i just i i, I feel like the relationship between a parent and a child and a child and a parent and a parent and a parent and parents in general it should be a cohesive favorable working relationship you should be able as a parent to tell the other parent where they're slipping where they're lacking where they may need you know to work on certain things in certain areas and they should be able to do the same not as a negative not as a bashing not as a criticism but as a team like if you on the basketball team and i may be getting these analogies wrong because i'm not a sports person like that but i halfway know what i'm talking about when i know what i'm talking about especially when it comes to sports or not necessarily especially when it comes to sports but i halfway know what i'm talking about so if i get the terminology wrong y'all let me know but if you're a basketball player and your teammate has problems with free throws you gonna go to your teammate and tell your teammate hey look you know instead of you shooting like this try to shoot like that or you know when you shoot look 
at the goal this way or work your wrist this way or you know visualize the distance or whatever the case may be or if it's a layup you know and you're left-handed shoot with your right hand or shoot with your left or vice versa however you know what i'm trying to say if you are in a game and you have a teammate then you should be able to go to your teammate and coach teammate to teammate not criticize critic to player i feel like parenting should be that way um regardless of how y'all ended whatever terms y'all ended on y'all ended on whatever terms that was but when you made that baby you made that baby on whatever terms it was if it wasn't a favorable situation and one person wanted to keep the baby and the other one didn't then that one person who chose to keep the baby should not fault that other person who said that they didn't want that baby um i feel like and it may sound a little bit harsh, but it is what it is. I mean, just being honest, ladies, you know when a dude does not want to have a baby with you. We all know what it takes to make babies. We all know what the process is. We we understand the birds and the bees. And we're going to say the birds and the bees because we're not talking about all of that extracurricular crap. We know what it takes to make babies the natural way. You also know... When somebody is really wanting to be bothered with you because they want to be bothered with you because y'all jam like that, y'all mesh like that, y'all vibing, it is what it is. But you also know when you don't and you just getting together because y'all like the way you make each other's parts feel. And I'm trying to be as clean as possible when I say this, but you like the way you make each other's parts feel you like the way he does that thing that he does that you like and he likes when you do that other thing that he likes the way he like it sometimes in the heat of all of the liking and emotions and the feelings babies get made but if you as a female choose to keep a baby that a man tells you he does not want he does not want to be bothered with he does not want to deal with you then you got one or two options you either do it by yourself because you're making a choice to do it by yourself because this person was honest and upfront with you and you do not hold this person responsible or liable or you do hold this person responsible and liable and you go through this court process and you go through all of these unnecessary mechanisms and this man ends up being a check in the mail or a deposit on a bank card and you have to explain to this child hey look this is a situation you know me and your dad me and your father me and your donor this is what our situation was but i chose to have you so you can speak to your father about his reasons as to why he did or didn't do or did the bare minimum cool cool as a female you also know when you choose to have a child that you're not ready for and you don't want it you you the mother the incubator chooses not to be a real mother a real mom and you pawning this child off on any and everybody else or the father chooses to be a father and step in and say i'm going to take 100 percent responsibility for this child and what you do is what you do when you do it stop faulting people for either a not wanting to be with you when this baby comes along or be doing the bare minimum when the baby gets here because that's what they was doing before that's my spiel on that but let me um wrap this up because i feel like i'm rambling but 
parenting again parenting should be a team effort and being a child to parent should be a team effort at a certain point and i say this because i don't feel like kids should be able to parent the children or no I don't feel like children should be able to parent their parents or raise their parents. But there does come a point in time where when you get older as a child, you do have to raise your parents. And that's going to be a whole nother episode. But you do have to raise your parents. You do have to teach them certain things. But in all actuality, every relationship is a working relationship. You know, as a mother, you know that child from inside your womb. You know the things that they like, the things that they don't like. You're learning their personality. You know, you're teaching them things once they come out of the womb. You're you're teaching them, you know, how to walk, how to talk, how to dictate or how to express themselves. And as they learn these things, they in turn teach you what they really do like. How they like to be loved, how they like to be hugged, how they like, you know, to be interacted with. And these are all things that come with a working relationship. As a parent, you're not going to be the same parent that you were at birth with this child that you are when this child turns five or when this child turns 15 or when this child turns 35. Everything is a working relationship and development comes. You know, when you know better, you do better. Um your interaction with the child becomes better or should become better and your interaction with the other parent donor or incubator becomes better or it should and if it doesn't then there needs to be some type of interaction where either y'all don't interact at all it's text message or email but it's not a negative situation for the child the child should always come first um the child's best interest not what's best for you not what's best for her not what's best for him but what is best for the child mentally physically emotionally and financially that is what should come first um when we are making these day-to-day decisions you know should I pick up that extra shift? Am I going to be able to get off early enough to make it to my child's game? You know, do I have to call somebody to pick up the child from school because I'm stuck in traffic because I got off and I'm trying to go get the child? You know, do I put that, you know, $10 pack of meat back for a pack of meat that's a do- $9 and 75 cents? I was about to say $1.75, but, you know, if you buy meat for $1.75, I would question it. Um, Just... The decisions that you make on a day-to-day basis, you know, all of that should be taken into account as to what's best for that child. You know, sometimes it's best for the child, for the other parent not to be involved at all. I said it. Sometimes you do your child a favor as a, a mother, an incubator, a father, a donor, whatever you choose to classify yourself as when you choose to step out of that child's life and let somebody else either a choose to take on that role or b which really should be a so i flip that so b first and now a but a choose to let the parent that is the responsible party make all decisions for that child in the best interest of that child now we don't know how these children are going to be affected later on by our ignorance or stupidity or dumbtivity um and yes dumbtivity is a word i can't spell it it means dumb activity so we don't know how these children will be affected by our negligence our ignorance our stupidity our dumbtivity 
whatever you want to call it later on in life until these children are able to express how our actions and how our choices either benefited them or a detriment to them or what they think as a whole you know your measure as a parent in my opinion is based on how your children grow up and how what type of adult they become you know you can't take back your mistakes but you can listen to your children and learn from what they feel your mistakes were and you have to take that as a whole you have to take it with a grain of salt you know um i remember listening to a conversation years ago i think i had to have maybe been about 11 or 12 um but it was years ago listening to a conversation between my honey um that's my grandmother for those of you that don't know and my mama um my auntie which is where the tea comes from and i'm gonna explain one day uh i'm gonna explain one day the the title to this podcast because everything ties in and everything comes full circle so anyway um long story short long story short and I'm, I'm really about to wrap up because i'm almost done but it was a conversation between my mama and my honey and they were having a conversation the conversation basically was my mama felt like my honey didn't tell her growing up that she loved her enough now for those of you that know my honey y'all know that one of the things that she made sure that she did was to tell you that she loved you and to tell you that she would always love you so in this conversation my aunt my aunt my mama you know my tt she was like you know i knew that you loved me because you went to work and because you provided physically for me but i never heard you say and I don't remember ever hearing you say that you love me. You never came home and you never hugged me and you never walked up to me and said, you know, baby, I love you. Marie, I love you. You never did that. And that's something that I needed from you that I didn't get. And my honey then responds and she says, but you knew I loved you. I got up every day and I went to work. I got up every day and I paid bills. I got up every day and made sure that you had three meals. You had a safe place to sleep. You know, I got up every day and I endured, you know, hell in our home for you to make sure that you and your sister had what you needed. You knew I loved you because I did those things. And my auntie said, my mama said, that might have been how you showed your love and how you felt i should have known that you loved me and to a point as a child i did but as a child i needed to hear you say i love you you know and at that point my honey said well baby i'm sorry i apologize i didn't know i can't make up for what i didn't know then but i can do better going forward I love you, I'm proud of you, I love you, and I always will. You know, and from that day forward, that was one of the things that my honey made sure that she did. Every time she saw my mama, she made sure that she said that she loved her and she always would. And, you know, she made sure that everyone else in her life that was around her, 
you know, her kids, her grandkids, her church members, her sister, her brothers. She made sure from that day forward that they knew beyond a shadow of a doubt that she loved them and they always would or that she always would. So I say all this to say, you know, learn to listen to your children. Learn, you know, to listen when necessary to the other child's or to the child's other parent, you know, but also learn from your mistakes. Um, when you're making things happen, when you're making something shake, when you're making a dollar come out of a penny, when you're making $800 or $150 last for two weeks until your next check is due or your you get your next deposit because you got lights, gas, car note, rent due, tuition due, the kids need clothes, they done ran out of shoes, they need drawers, bras, pads, tampons, you know, a shaving kit, whatever the, the thing is that they need or that the household needs in order to function. When you're making these decisions, be mindful and be aware that you you will have to learn from what your children consider to be your mistake you know and sometimes it's allowing or not allowing the other parent to be involved it's you know choosing who the other parent is and yes we do choose yes we do choose and we know better when we do it in most cases and sometimes we find out the hard way afterwards but be mindful and be willing and aware to learn from your mistakes and to listen to your kids so um i'm gonna end this podcast because that's all i got for now but i challenge you all to think about what your best is and what could be the negative that came out of what you thought your best was you know and again i i'd say that it could be choosing who the other parent was it could be you know, choosing not to have a cohesive relationship with that person or them choosing not to have a better relationship with you, working relationship where the child is concerned. Um, it could be how you parent. Are you an authoritative parent or are you um, one of those parents that kind of just wings it? And I think we all do, but some a little bit more than others. But I challenge you to think about what you're doing and what your best is when you're making it do what it do. As always, I love you and I always will. Until next time, I hope that you all stay safe, stay blessed, and make sure that you are sharing this podcast with a friend, a family member, or just listening to it on repeat. Love you guys. Later.